Welcome to Embrace Challenge with Scott Harris. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to talk about current subjects or circumstances that fit into my overall message, Embrace Challenge, to perform at your highest level. If you wish to find out more about what I offer, please check out my website, scottkharris.com. My book, Leap Forward, is available on scottkharris.com, also on amazon.com, Audible as an Audible book, or barnesandnoble.com. What I'm trying to do here is look at familiar situations and talk about specific challenges being faced by those involved, the pressures they may be facing, and sometimes what actions might be considered. This is based upon my perceptions and the information I have at the time of my recording. This should be fun. If you have any recommendations on subjects for future podcasts, please contact me through my website, scottkharris.com, or my email, sh at scottkharris.com. Today, I'm going to talk about the supply chain catastrophe. It seems crazy. The entire U.S. is adversely affected by the supply chain failures. Now, I have to tell you up front, this is basically a rant on my part. I don't really know what anyone in particular can do about this in the short term. This is a complex problem, and it's affecting everyone. It seems to break down into two major issues. There's a shortage of truck drivers, and our port shipping and offloading has bottlenecks, and the bottlenecks are affected by trucking. Trucking is kind of at the source of all of it. Now... This is not my particular area of expertise, but I've spoken to people, and I think everybody is every business is affected by it, so it's certainly of interest. It, I've spoken to independent union and long-haul, short-haul truckers. I've spoken to manufacturing, shipping managers, and construction contractors and some other business types. I have family members in shipping or supply lines and trucking, and it's really hard. It's crazy. The pandemic has systemically affected so many things in our lives. Construction costs have nearly tripled in many areas. It's crippled many businesses and operations in manufacturing, auto manufacturing, auto parts manufacturing, sales. I know from my close contacts in construction, uh, the main type of newer flat roofing material put on commercial buildings, it's unavailable. Nobody can get any for at least a year. Here in the Pacific Northwest, where we have so much rain, not being able to get roofing materials is a big problem. 
essentially what you're stuck with right now, if you have a commercial roof and you need a new TPO roof, that's the kind you you know already have or the kind you need, you can't get it. You're going to tarp over your roof until you can get it a year from now, or you're going to get a different kind of roof, a torch down roof or something like that. Contractors are, you know, dealing with these problems, but it's a big problem. And this is a manufacturing issue because the manufacturers can't get the materials they need and they don't have the labor they need to make these materials. And they were basically shut down during the pandemic. They couldn't have people working in close quarters in their area or what have you. Now, stepping back and looking at the shipping bottlenecks, mostly has to do with unloading problems at the you know shipping ports. A lot of that has to do with trucking. Now, there's been some talk about uh, particularly the biggest port in the U.S., in uh, Los Angeles and Long Beach, California, that it has, there's some crazy laws there that are interfering with uh, trucking and therefore unloading. Some of this is affecting, you know, trucking. Some of it is not. Um, There's a law that says that, you know, they can't use trucks that are older than 2011. The way this breaks down, trucks wear out, it's not likely this is having, you know, much of a real impact. They have another law that says there's no owner operators. This is having a big impact. It all has to do with classifying gig workers in California as employees. And that particular ruling is a having a very detrimental effect on many businesses. Um, you know, people are drawn in, many people are drawn into trucking because of the independent nature. A lot of long haul truck truckers are independent contractors. They own their own vehicles. They own their own business. They operate their own business. They are hired by other businesses to provide service on a, gig or spot, you know, job type basis. They're not employees. They don't want to be employees. They don't want to be forced to be employees. They like their independence. That's what drew them into this line of work to begin with. So for the state to pass a law saying that they have to be employees, that's driven a lot of these guys away. Trucking is, by its very nature, a mobile uh, business or a mobile job, they can go somewhere else. They don't have to be where they're not wanted, and they're apparently not wanted. This is a rule that has, it's unfair. It's unfair to the workers. The whole point of it was supposed to restrict Uber and Lyft drivers from being victimized and not really making enough money. Or the state not being able to collect enough money from their taxes, I don't know. That's an argument for somebody else to have or for me to do greater research about. The bottom line is, is it affects many other businesses in a very adverse way. And it needs to be lifted. If they, 
you know, if they only lift it for truckers and other, you know, specific businesses, they can at least alleviate some of these problems. It's almost shut down several parachute centers and other like businesses that employ contract workers and not employees because those employees come and go as they please. They're not, you know, they're not fixated on being in that position 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year. They come and go. Anyway, it's definitely affecting the trucking industry, specifically in California, where we have this huge bottleneck of ships that need to be unloaded. Now, our president's answer to the shipping crisis is to start a 24-hour shipping unloading process. This can't work. There aren't enough people now to fill the existing shift so to speak. You can't force limited workers to work around the clock. Uh, truckers have limitations on how many hours they can work or drive. You can't, there just isn't anything about this scheme that can work without tripling a workforce that doesn't have enough people to fill the existing shift. We can do what we can to attract new workers in the Longshoremen's Union and other, you know, methods of, you know, unloading, but wages aren't the problem with truckers. Everyone across the United States in every business is complaining of trucker shortages. Apparently, a lot of the existing trucker workforce retired during the pandemic, and they have not been replaced. The media seems to say that it's because of low wages, but all the truckers that I've spoken to say that's not it at all. They all say they make great money. They're happy with their, their pay and their benefits. Here's the rub, and I'm sure this will not be popular these people work hard for their money. Think about that. The historical attraction for truckers is an independent work environment for all. Self-employment and self-actualization for many. Even if they work for a big company, there's nobody standing over them. There's no boss in that truck cab with them. They're on their own. They're independent. Most can decide to work more if they, they want or need more money, or work less, not so much under the present crisis, but they can work less if they're okay and want to take it easier. These people have an independent, almost pioneer spirit, and that's attracted people to trucking all along. However, you know, this independence comes at a price. Truckers have to accept responsibility for getting their job done, personal responsibility for their own performance. The buck stops with them. They have to do what it takes to get their job done. They often work long hours and push through bad weather and other circumstances. They have schedules to keep and rules to follow. When I think about these things, I kind of feel like I'm having a micro moment. 
The bottom line is trucking would seem to be a good, well-paying job in absurdly high demand that no one wants because not enough people want to work for a living. There we go. I went and said it out loud. Is it really that simple? Is the supply chain breakdown just another example of laziness? Is this an example of an entire society that is so full of itself that the basic concept of rolling up your sleeves and doing what needs doing is beneath them? Are people so confident that they will get whatever they want, whatever they believe they have coming to them, they simply are unwilling to take personal responsibility for their own future and take positive action on their own behalf? Well, it well could be. That's a big discussion. My worst fear about this attitude is it leads to such unhappiness and unrest. Happy people are people who are doing their best, being their best, and being rewarded for doing something well, doing something that contributes. Doing your best means everything before you is hard. It's not easy, you know. Doing your best doesn't involve sitting under a tree, drinking pina coladas. It involves getting dirty. It involves sweat. It involves hard work. Hard work, hard play. That's where great performance and happiness lie. It's terrifying to me personally to think that the entire country is being crippled because nobody you know wants a job that is in many ways very attractive not very long ago these were hard jobs to get because they were attractive there are schools all over the country to train truckers and most of them used to have waiting lists. Now, not so much. Even though there are government programs to assist with tuition, they are languishing because this just isn't a popular job. You don't get to wear a suit or holy blue jeans or whatever you, you know, want to do and you can't FaceTime all day, you have to keep your eyes on the road. Like most important jobs, it requires that you to pay attention the whole time you're doing it. And it takes time. That's what they're paying you for, your time, your skilled time and your best effort. I hope that we find a way past this as a society and as we get behind people to work hard and perform at their best level and learn to appreciate everyone who contributes in every way that they contribute, more of these types of jobs will become more attractive to people and we will find that our entire society moves forward in a more positive manner. 
Until next time, this is Scott Harris. That's all I have right now on this particular issue. Please understand, essentially, this podcast is a work of fiction. These are only my opinions. I do not in any way represent any person or entity that I have been talking about. This was fun for me. I hope it's been fun and interesting for you. Please check out my book, Leap Forward, on scottkharris.com or Amazon. If you ever have any recommendations for current topics, please email me, sh at scottkharris.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until the next time, leap forward, embrace your challenges.